Hello, everybody. Welcome to the local earshot. I'm your host, Mr. Brad Biggs, 13th Step Tone Solutions. In here with me, as always, my co-producer, Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. It's been a good week. It's been a busy week. Yeah. Man, I talked to... Um, Indy Lazar with Live and Loud. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. She's putting together a songwriter series and uh, gave a shout out to uh, Scott Miles. Scott Dammit, our, our intro song. I uh, sent her your information. I sent her Megan Marlene. I sent her Ben Brock. I sent her a whole mess of people. So um, whenever that starts get rolling, uh, starts get starts to get rolling. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd definitely like to uh, do something with her and uh, maybe try to promote it out there somehow. Because a lot of the same, a lot of the local earshot, the ladies of the local earshot are actually part of it. it seems like Elizabeth Turner's even out there, so um, that'll be pretty cool. So shout out to her, and uh, maybe we can get something going. So uh, in here today, we have a guitar builder, Stephen Brand of Brand. Is it Brand Guitar Works? Yep, that's the, right. The Brand name? Guitar Works. Awesome, yep, man. That's right. So uh, how are you today, sir? Doing great, man. Doing killer. Did a show last night, so I'm still a bit recovering. But oh uh, yeah, <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you play? So we played up at uh, Ned Starlight Lounge. We did an acoustic set with the flannels last oh, cool. night. So cool, cool. Yeah, it was killer. Well, take us back a little bit, man. Uh, how uh, where'd you where'd you kind of come from and and uh, get into this side of the side of things? Well, uh, I grew up in New England, so I was born in Massachusetts, and did my uh, my later teen years in Maine and everything. So uh, came down here from. Uh, from Maine when I joined the military. and uh, What branch did you go into? I was in the Air Force. Okay. So I was stationed here at Tinker and stuff. I was uh, stationed inside the Air Force, too. Oh, yeah? Shout yeah. out to <laughs> cool. the Air Force. Whoop, 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 whoop. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, that kind of got me into the electrical side of things because uh, I was an aircraft electrician. So, uh, but, you know, I've always tinkered with my guitars pretty much from day one. I've always been a person that wants to find out why things do what they do. And uh, living in Maine, we didn't really have anybody to work on guitars at all. We had one music store at best at the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, and uh, they didn't do very good. So I wanted my guitar to play a certain way. Kind of almost the Eddie Van Halen, I guess, sort of mentality. Frankenstein. Hell yeah. I wanted it to play a certain way. I don't, you know, I'm not a guitar virtuoso by any means, but, you know, I've got short, stumpy fingers, you know, so I wanted it to play comfortably and all that stuff. So I just kept messing with it and... That's kind of what started the whole venture into uh, doing stuff to guitars and basses and stuff like that. What so. was your intro to music? Was it like grade school or, or from the home? Or uh, From home, my uh, my mom's side of the family was very musical. They had a piano, and my granddad played saxophone. Uh, my, his brother played uh, trombone. Uh, all of their kids went to like the Conservatory of Music in New England and oh, different wow. things like that. So. Yeah, very musical. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it just, I don't know. But I've always, always been attracted to guitar from, I mean, from as long as I can remember. It's been crazy. Yeah. Man. Uh, I, yeah. St- I, got, I got bit on uh, the saxophones, what, what the bug that bit me. And then, oh, yeah. Uh, I moved on to the guitar once I realized that uh, 
I mean, saxophone's cool, mm-hmm. but rock and roll's cooler. So, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Well, Watching the guitar gods, you know, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm. This is really cool to have you in because we, cool. we we've had a builder on before early on in our episodes. I also have talked to him about coming back on the show. He's expanded himself. Jeremy Kaiser. Do you know who Jeremy Kaiser is? I don't. Uh, no. Kaiser Kaiser Custom Guitars. Hmm. Um, super sharp guy very smart very cool, cool. and uh he brought in a few of his models and i was like okay all right and this was around the time i was doing mine too and oh, I, cool. yeah i was way outclassed when he came <laughs> in here man and i had no problem with it man he he builds amazing guitars and shout out to him um, cool. but um he he builds them like from scratch yeah. so like where, where are you I, I didn't build mine from scratch i kind of pieced mine together and did that route are you mm-hmm. do you do that what where do you where do you go on your on your trajectory here um you know i've done i've done a few guitars from scratch i probably made uh, like necks i've probably done five necks by hand uh but you know this it's so laborious it's so it's so much time into it i don't have a cnc machine i don't have all these things to help me, you know, yeah, so yeah. I'm doing it all by hand, especially when I make like, so I make guitar bodies primarily all by hand. I cut them out with a bandsaw, you know, all that stuff. I uh, make the contours with uh, a Japanese rasp file. I do all that stuff by hand. So um, majority of the time, you know, I'll use uh, necks mainly from the Mormoth necks and uh, to my spec or either to the what the customer wants, you know, if they want to particular neck profile of finish frets whatever you know uh warmoth has been really really good and uh, their quality is awesome so how long have you been uh in business in, in at least the oklahoma city area um we're coming up on two years it'll be in uh, august it'll okay. be two years so we're we're past the year and a half mark so yeah Man. but uh but i've been doing stuff for you know music stores like norma music and stuff like that for a long time so cool man yeah, yeah. what's uh um what's some of your body stylings that people maybe latch on to i'm i'm like typically uh just give an example i started as like a les paul and marshall guy sure. i'm never gonna be need to sound anything other than how zach wild sounds because that's <laughs> right. the king yeah and then you grow up and you, you get more tone options and so i sure. i'm super i'm not picky about bodies at mm. all but next i'm super that's where i'm very very picky same um as far as clientele though around the board what do you what do you see kind of coming through i would say the majority of the bodies that i've made have been like very telecaster style bodies to from either strictly wanted to look like a 60s telecaster to uh taking that shape and doing a lot more contours make it more uh i guess comfortable more modern you know with arm scarves uh, scarves billy scarves all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. you know uh, especially you know, if you wanted to play up in the higher reaches you know telecasters there's not much form to it it's just kind of a slab almost yeah you know so it's pretty basic but uh so yeah I, i've kind of done the gamut on on the the telly but style bodies you know but uh i personally i'm a les paul guy so yeah. uh i like taking les pauls and and adding more contours and curves and stuff to them too so yeah i had an esp and one of our guests skyler shout out skyler tutor at skyler tutor on instagram i have to give him <laughs> all the credit he's uh He's an artist, or not a featured artist, but he's a guy with the spark amps. He loves. He's he's a guy that pushes those. Cool. He has an LTD gold top that I sold him shit a decade ago or more, and uh, he brings it in here every time. Just to be like, okay, custody <laughs> custody agreement stipulates we must visitation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, when it comes to opening a business like guitar. Um, 
I mean, between manufacturing, I'm assuming you do tech work as well, mm-hmm. yeah. setups and that type of yeah. stuff. Um, I've seen the mom and pop or, or the brick and mortar location stuff for that kind of go. Norman Music Center is no longer here. Right. All we have is we have Guitar Center. I think we still have Gillum's Music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I, you know, it's kind of a, hmm, man, that that's, sucks to see that happening. But at the same time, when as a guitar player... When my amp's fucked up or my guitars are fucked up, mm-hmm. and it's out of my control, like I go, to, I want to go to somebody who's a, a genuine professional. Sure. So, I mean, how how does I I don't know what I'm trying to ask here. Yeah. I guess guess but, kind of the evolution of getting yeah. into that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I I was doing work for Norman Music. You know, I, I became really good friends with Larry that was down there. You know, um, and they i was doing stuff in my garage like for myself and then for friends stuff like that you know so but uh to evolve into actually having a storefront or something like that uh i was going to try to buy norman music center as a whole <clears throat> excuse me and uh but then the pandemic hit and then just everything went oh, to hell yeah. so <laughs> um so that that kind of went to the side for a while but uh, i still did more work as they kind of wound down w- going into retirement uh, and they had the Plex machine, yeah. which is a big thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that stayed here in Oklahoma because there was a lot of, I think, prospects of people out of state wanting to get that machine. Well, there's very few of them in the country, isn't there? There's only a handful. Uh, I think there's maybe nine mm-hmm. in the country, maybe ten, something like that. Uh, last time I looked on the the Plex site. Well, but, uh, to to expand on that machine, yeah. uh, let's explain what it does to the to the listeners out sure. there. Sure. Yeah, so Plex machine is basically like a computer-aided machine or CNC machine uh, that you basically strap a guitar into it, a bass, acoustic, whatever, and uh, it literally scans the guitar neck with uh, these sensors and, and then gives me a, a view of what the guitar neck looks like digitally, you know, with all the measurements and everything. Uh, and I can see where, like, high frets are and... And basically what we're trying to do is level the frets to perfection where you don't have any string buzz. We can lower the action down super low or whatever. You know, people come to me all the time and say, hey, I want my, I want hitting the frets pretty, almost, you know. The only way to do that is this machine yeah. does it because it does it within like a fraction of a millimeter. Um, so, you know, it scans the neck and then it goes in and it literally then uh, files down the frets all by itself. And then once it's finished, it it recrowns or rounds the frets again, reforms them, and then polishes up, and it's done. So like companies like Gibson, Martin, uh, GNL, I believe has one. Uh, they all do this to like the USA guitars. Yeah. So, man, and uh, that machine is a. Uh... It's like a hack. Oh, it's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, the, the, when Norm Music Center was still open, I remember the guy, to to prove its efficiency, he had this, uh, dare I say it, was a Hello Kitty Squire, <laughs> like little kid starter guitar. Sure. And, but man, when you held it, you're like, oh, this is, this is, feels like a professional strat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You can tell the difference right away. Yeah, we do. You know, we do a lot of like the squires and stuff like that, or, or the Epiphones. Uh, probably like Epiphone, squires, and, and I hate to say, it, but Fenders. We do a lot of those too because they don't do them <laughs> at the factory. So, um, and they come out, and I would, I would compare it to my Gibson Custom Shop when the Epiphone's done on the Plex machine. It just feels organic, and it feels like it should. You know, it's amazing. Especially well, how, if if 
any we have a lot of musicians that mostly that listen to the show probably mm-hmm. so if anybody wants to stop by and have that ran through how much you how much you do it for so right now we do it for two hundred dollars um and then it, that also includes like the full setup service as well worth so, it people yeah, worth it it's killer i've done all mine even before i owned the machine i had mine done <laughs> so uh yeah it's incredibly worth it uh, especially if you are encountering like some fret buzz or your action is super high and you can't get it any lower this will this will fix it right up absolutely well outside so. of uh i mean that's a man that you're right that machine <laughs> i didn't know that you actually got it so yep. uh, i knew that we norman lost it when the store closed i didn't yeah. know where it went though so now yep. that i know who you got it i'm yeah right. <laughs> just right up the road here yeah. man. but uh when it comes to uh like that type versus when someone comes to you and say i'm a i'm a prospect customer and i'm like i want a fully customized guitar mm-hmm. where where what would you start selling me on that uh, sell me a guitar here okay um well you know usually it's going to be asking what's your genre what kind of genre do you play blues rock blues rock okay so to me that tells me maybe strat or a super strat sort of style you know we'll go with telly since you have, since you have that yeah Okay. All right. So you know it's going to be what your neck. What what kind of feel do you want your neck to have? Do you- I like the slim, tapered. Okay. I actually kind of. I, I mean, my my absolute favorite one, like butter, is my Strat neck over there. It's that compound C radius. Sure. And yeah. it's actually like a yeah. Well, you know, but for people listening, it's yeah. it's uh, more round and narrow at the headstock, and it gets wider and flatter as it moves up. Right for shredding baby. yeah 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 it gives it a better uh better feel as you move up the neck yeah uh yeah so that yeah. that's that's kind of what i go for but if i'm going like a vintage classic i like the uh the, just the c radius mm-hmm. the traditional c radius right yeah so then uh you know continuing on the neck then you know you got the option of doing some type of wood on the fingerboard or do you like rosewood ebony you know there's a number you can get ebony wood oh yeah really yeah yeah gosh i know there was a big or maybe I think maybe I think Gibson just got in trouble with it. I don't a little know while ago, a yeah. Of it. <laughs> well, they were getting it from a certain country, I think, is what the story was. Oh was, yeah, they weren't supposed to import it from there, or something like that. Or they were accused of that. I think the wood yeah. market is uh, the exotic wood market is quite a thing. I never mm-hmm. knew it went that deep. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the uh, species are being over overused. Over yeah. you know, so they it takes a while, obviously, for those to grow. So. Uh, I think they're trying to repopulate certain species, especially like Madagascar, uh, ebony, and stuff like that. So, what do you think of? Um, and I've seen this over the last few years, especially with the blow up of like, um, what do they call it? Yeah, uh, antiquing or um, uh, relicking. Relicking. Yeah. Um, the um, different wood patterns in the fretboard itself. Mm-hmm. I've seen it artistically done. I like, but then there's some. It's just like. I, I I don't know. I guess it's a symmetry thing for me, but yeah, it loses its appeal for me at, at that on some of those. Yeah, yeah, relicking's interesting. I don't know. I have a love hate yeah. for that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I mean, you know, my my other guitar player in the flannels, he bought uh, a relic. Uh, I think it's a '68 or '69 reissue Strat. Uh, it's a custom shop, and uh, it's killer. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, but. It looks like it's been dragged behind the truck and, yeah, and you know, stuff like that. Thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. 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 So you pay a lot of money for somebody to go in there and chip all the paint and make it look like it's been in a club for 30 years, you know? <laughs> so, uh, 
I don't know. You know, I, I've, it's, it's hard for me. I, I can't, I've played some that I really love, uh, like the Murphy lab, Les Pauls. Uh, those things are incredible. Um, and they look again, like they've been in the club for 50 years. So I don't know. It's, it's hard for me. I, I think it's really uh case by case basis. If it plays killer and sounds killer, and it's relic. Cool. I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, if I can afford it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So, you know, the Murphy Lab stuff is crazy expensive. Well, <laughs> yeah. So. I, that is one. Th- it's it's like any other thing. It's like the more you dig in, the 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 more you. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And uh, yeah, especially on some of the like like with the wood markets and the relicking and mm-hmm. stuff. Some of the stuff it's the same in like fashion. Like there's people that'll pay hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars for jeans that to me look like they've been ripped up. Yeah. So hey, I exactly. Mean, to each oh, their own. Cheese grater pants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, right, it has a certain so. designer's name on it, so it goes crazy. Well, I mean, know? that's uh, that's what they they know from like uh, the, the brand like Yay. You know, it's he took a cart. Uh, uh, was it Cartwright? Um, that one brand, the, yeah, the brand that they wear on the oil fields yeah, yeah. and stuff. Oh, Carhartt. Yeah, Carhartt. Carhartt. Yeah. yeah, he took he took the he said that he took the the tag off, and then he made it look dirty, basically, and then that becomes and he goes, but you can still tell it's a cart uh, Carhartt or whatever. But he goes, but it's not. Mark it up like, three thousand, and, and, and it costs over a thousand dollars for this jacket <laughs> oh that God. was originally forty dollars or whatever it is. You know, yeah. I I uh, we were uh, I had just started uh, in sales this week and it's my first time to ever enter into that. It's mm. uh, Seth Wadley GMC down in Paul's Valley. Oh yeah, um, and it's uh, it's interesting. It's just to see how some things are on a very tight margin and you wouldn't think it would be, and other things you would think are on the tight margin, like like used cars, mm-hmm. for instance. There was a point a couple of years ago when you could buy it new for sticker and then go and sell it to another dealership for more. It's right. like the market just flipped. And that's with that kind of shit, it's like, I just don't know what to do. But when it comes to selling something like a relic guitar, mm-hmm. I, to me, it's like trying to sell a wrecked car. Hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird. Ooh, um, a, I mean, there's a buyer for everything. That's what they yeah. Say. You know, some people don't want to put the road years on a guitar and they just want to have it that way you know hey. so i rather i i'm more on the school of thought of i like to put my own scars on things you know and and uh, let it age naturally yeah. i like that a little bit better but have i made a relic guitar before yeah, I've yeah. Made them, so well, everybody's <laughs> you, know, trying, you know but uh yeah when it comes to like um going down that road with the like bodies and and the wood styles and how that affects tone how mm-hmm. much uh how much do you feed into that with? Because uh, there's always the great debate. Does, sure. Does the wood affect the tone on electric guitars? Yeah. Um. I think it it does and it doesn't. I think you know, um, like uh, mahogany. You know, Les Pauls. Most Gibsons are made out of mahogany and stuff like that. So it's a denser wood. It's heavier. Um, it gives. I feel like it gives more sustain that sort of thing. Um, and it does give a, maybe a darker tone it, it, uh, it, to a point. They have uh, less Paul's bring out a lot of mid tone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I think that's the mahogany in it, you know, and, and 
So it, I think it's just the way it resonates and the way the pickups kind of hit that resonance from the wood. So I think there is a, I think there's a good argument there that wood does make a difference. Um, Eddie Van Halen was big on basswood. He felt like that was a really um, well-balanced tone-wise. You know, it's not too bright. It's not too dark. Yeah. It's not heavy. It doesn't weigh a ton. So most of his guitars were always basswood stuff, you know. Um, so it just uh, – when it comes to, like, some building a guitar for somebody, it depends on what your particular ear likes. If you like that tone of a Gibson, okay, maybe we need to do mahogany. Or if you like – and I can do, you know, telly styles out of mahogany or any kind of wood, you know. Um, if you like a good well-balanced, then let's stick with the basswood or maybe alder. You know, alder is the traditional – classic fender yeah, body style tape. stuff yep yep exactly yeah. so yeah you know i mean i've made a guitar out of train car flooring you oh, know geez. you know and uh <laughs> it weighs a ton <laughs> uh but it's got sustained for months you know it's ridiculous Man. yeah well i'm i'm never trying to answer that debate because uh, <laughs> i'm in the pickup i'm getting in the pickup game yeah so when it comes to the tone talk i'm always I have my beliefs. I have my, what I think, but sure. um, I think no matter what, whether you fall on, uh, whether side you fall on the tone wood debate, all the little, every little thing makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, the, the bridge setup, the, the nut and the length and, and headstock even, I think affects, sure. affects the tone Yeah, and ultimately the player themselves. Yeah. I think, you know, I think I've seen many, many interviews with uh, famous guitar players that they say, you know, 90% of the tones in your fingertips, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, David Gilmore is one of my main guys. I heard him on an interview with uh, BBC over in Europe, and he said, uh, he was asked the, the question, you know, like, how does David Gilmore sound like David Gilmore on Comfortably Numb? And he goes, to be polite, you know, he's like, I could go into any guitar store and plug in a Squire <laughs> into a cheap practice amp, and I'll still sound like David Gilmore. I yeah. Like, that's like oh, the yeah. most polite burn ever. <laughs> yeah. Really, really quick uh, little thing. Um, congratulations to them. It's 50 years. Oh, yeah. Wow. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. I wow, saw the, so. the dumbass kickback for the label. Well, you know what's funny about that <laughs> is that uh, I, I commented to one of my friends, and I was like, it's it's great that all these people, people are in an uproar over somebody that uh, is extremely conservative. Because, like, have you ever seen his political views? Yeah. I'm not conservative. So, uh, well, I mean, I've seen Roger Waters. He won't shut up about him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. David Gilmore tends to kind of keep to himself. It oh, is it? Like. Oh, it's the other guy that is. But what I knew Waters, one of the yeah. I knew Waters one of the members is, very, is extremely Waters political. Is very political. And, and and so I'm like I'm like yeah, yeah. that's that has nothing to do with that. So <laughs> it's it's a fucking rainbow. It's, it means <laughs> exactly. a lot of different things. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. whatever, man. People <laughs> people are people are people. You know. Well, we got to. Um, we can get into maybe let's play the songs first, or yeah, we'll run through these songs. We got a spotlight we're gonna do, and we can talk a little songwriting and cool. creativity. Yes, yeah. we're on the little creative side of the mind here. Um, there's a band out of OKC called Sabretooth, and I've I think I've even been in contact with them, but never anything committed, just sort of reaching out. Um, we got a couple songs we're gonna play for them. Then we got Elizabeth Turner. She's gonna play a song she did live here on the show with. Brandon Robinson, Chad Carr, uh -huh. 
Did Ben drum on that? No, there's no drums on that. No, there's no there? drums okay, on that. Okay, so it was Ben and, it was and Chad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Blood Money, and uh, she's going to be at Brick House Saloon on January 28th out in Shawnee. If you guys need to go check her out, she puts on a full on show of covers, originals, full costume changes. It's a it's a whole big thing. It's awesome. So go check her out. We're going to get these songs on for y'all. Sabretooth coming up. All right, this is the uh, EP Nails. It's going to be Sledged and then Forsaken.
Daddy Garrett, that's what I used to call you. Tell me you want me, but I hear they've got you and made you a lawman with a badge made of silver. Paid you some money to sell them my blood. But you say. All the good and the bad times we both been through. When the lines between brothers and justice has changed, you do what you got. 'Cause you can't walk away. Wonder what would have happened if you were the killer and I was the hero. Would things be the same, or would I have traded your life for my own life? Would I have paid the debts in your place? I don't. But this ain't about me, and this ain't about you. All the good and the bad times. Sabretooth out of OKC, and we wrapped it up with Elizabeth Turner. That was with uh, Brandon Robinson and Chad Carr on the acoustic and the production. That was right out here in the living room. We were just talking about that. Uh, yeah, I've actually... Uh, you know Elizabeth Turner, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, we've actually been exchanging ideas for a song idea because of the live and loud and all that. Mm. And, uh, we had a... We got... We we had a couple ideas, and then by the time we actually sat down, but now we got like fuck, we got enough for like an EP if we wanted to. <laughs> nice, it's, it's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. But um, let's get into you know, we'll wrap it up with some songwriting stuff and just creativity in general because you're a guitar player as well. I mean, mm-hmm. so um, dive into that a little bit. Uh, what are some of the projects you got on the on the on the stove top right now? Well, I've been uh, working on some just uh, kind of what we heard with uh, Elizabeth there, you know, just some acoustic songwriter type stuff. Because I do a lot of acoustic solo shows and stuff too, so I'll sing and just play guitar. So I've been trying to develop that side of things because uh, usually most most original projects I was just a guitar player. So 
um, a lot of times I would just come up with the riffs and, and the music side of things. And then the singer or somebody else would come up with the vocals and or melodies and words. So, <laughs> um, so not being like a trained vocalist or anything like that, uh, it's been a little bit of a different uh, learning curve for me to try to add the melodies now into the, the chord structures and, and riffs and stuff that I make. So, um, I'm working my way through that, but I think it's, it's been cool, man. I like, uh, flexing that, uh, creative muscle a little bit <laughs> it's it's same I'm, I'm very much in that same kind of uh i was always the riff guy yeah i, can, I got i got riffs for days i would even <laughs> tell guys like i don't have an ego if it's either yeah pass or fail or throw it on the back burner like, sure. I, I got millions of riffs yeah yeah and then you know just here here just in the last couple of years i've started to be like I, well maybe i could Maybe I can hit lyrics, and it's just, it just, it's, it's, that is one neural connection that's just, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard not to be overcritical to, uh, at least what I find when I'm writing my stuff. I'm like, God, that's terrible. You know, or, it's like, it sounds like a, sounds like a five year old wrote this. You know, I like blue, blue you know, whatever. It's, <laughs> well, so. I mean, some of the best songs in history are like, I mean, they, one word choruses. True. The Red Hot Chili Peppers made a whole career out of making California a chorus. That's right. Cal, it's <laughs> California. It's four syllables. I mean, just yeah. throw it in there somewhere. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some 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 bands like REM's One I Love, for example, just repeats the same thing over and yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. Most most uh, pop and hip hop. Yeah, uh, does uh, what they call like the uh, the uh, progression, where it's just the same uh, sentence and then. And then it does a beat, and then it's the same sentence. It does a beat, same sentence. And then there's other ones that do, like, you know, have verses where it will do the same sentence, mm. of, a, you know, a beat or whatever, a verse, and then the sentence, and it will just progress that oh, way. Oh, sure. So yes. It's, but in, in different genres, you know, man, the pop, you're usually hitting that oof, oof, oof. That <laughs> sure. What yep. gets some movement. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, like, it's, it's a dance song, so yeah. it's meant to, like, like, you know, everybody put your hands up. Yeah. You know? It's <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, it's meant to do that. That's true. And when it comes to like bringing things together, do you think, um, like, do you think in terms of oh, we need a snare here? Or are you just strictly kind of on the guitar, and and that's just where your where your wheelhouse is? Yeah, I think yeah, I definitely approach everything as as a guitar player. Uh, even you know, bass. If I got something, because I've got a bass at the house, I'll just tool around on. If I've got some kind of, I don't know, some kind of progression, I keep hearing, I'll try to play that on the bass, and then translate that over to guitar riff somehow, you yeah. know, something like that. Uh, you know, I, I've got a, I've just recently bought an electric kit, drum kit, you know, just to be able to work out ideas and things. Um, so I, I'm starting to kind of look at things from a maybe rhythm aspect, you know, the, um, uh, but, uh, you know, we, myself and, and my drummer from the flannels, we've been talking about doing like a desert rock band, you know, that's very, uh, I don't know if you know that genre much. It's, uh, it's kind of like uh, Queens of Stone Age, okay, sort of. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of bands, you know, like Stoner Rock. Josh Homme is kind of the yeah, the, he's kind the of the king of guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the people that yeah, kind of I guess he has uh, made it more mainstream uh, that side of things. But it's very um, very Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath based. Yeah, so it's yeah, very yeah. guitar oriented, big drums, four and, on the floor. Yeah, boom, yeah, just boom. But it's got such a cool groove to it. Yeah. So and dirty guitar, you know. And so, uh, been exploring that idea too. So, so hopefully, maybe uh, you know, maybe even this year we'll 
maybe start really developing those ideas we've got kicking around so awesome man. yeah yeah so uh, well i mean that's kind of where i was leading into is just like where do we go from here as far as future plans for the year um obviously developing brand guitar works oh yeah if people want to uh give you a holler or a shout stop by a shop where how can they get a hold of you so yeah so the shop itself is at uh, 8815 south santa fe avenue so it's kind of just south of i-240 um you can get off it on i-240 you can get off on 35 and uh take 89th street west over uh so it's pretty pretty easy to get to thankfully it's a great location we are considering maybe getting a bigger place because we've just we've grown so much and (laughs) we're running out of space very quickly because i'm i'm happy to hear that man (laughs) thanks yeah it's awesome just hired two people and uh getting them trained up and uh going um and then also you can reach me uh, on on phone too, of course, at uh, 405-613-3986. And uh, usually the best way, though, is to text me because <laughs> uh, I'll be with somebody there at the shop or I'm working on something or whatever. But uh, And then I've got a website, brandguitarworks.com. That's another way to get a hold of me and kind of see. What's that? All the socials? Yep. yep. Awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. So, yeah, you can see all the stuff I've worked on, stuff I've made, things awesome. going on. We're going to try to start doing a blog on there. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, uh, starting a YouTube page, stuff like that. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, we're slowly getting that developed. Well, so. man, thank you for coming in. I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's very interesting conversation to have because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's right exactly kind of what we wanted as far as because uh, we love musicians. I'm a musician. Yep. I love musicians, but. Let's mix it up, you know. Yeah, like, there's a lot of aspects to that make concerts work, and oh, what absolutely. what makes live entertainment happen. And and uh, and once we've opened that door, man, we've had everything from uh, brewers. Uh, we got promoters coming on more in this coming month. Yeah, uh, diet. Shout out to Diatribe, uh, Destiny Hart. Yep, is that her name? Okay. Yep. Uh, shout out to her, and it's just all the different stuff, and 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 so it's interesting to see it from this perspective, and it's like, and if if uh, Guitar player ain't got a guitar in his hands. There ain't gonna be nothing, no noise being made. So. No, no. And if it's playing terribly, yeah. it's gonna affect the performance. <laughs> and, uh, and, and always keep in know. mind, if you heard how much he said it cost just to do that one little part on that guitar pair, you know, like to actually like do, do that evening on the uh, on the neck, everything two hundred dollars. These artists are buying instruments that are in the thousands of dollars, Tools and, the and they're and they're they're paying these technicians to work on this equipment. In sometimes in the tunes of thousands of dollars. So think about that the next time that you're like going out to a show and somebody says, hey, there's a $5 fee or there's like a $10 fee or $12 fee. Just pay the fee. Help these artists out. Yeah. They need the money because like, the it, it, yeah, because I mean, they're, they're, a lot of them, they put that stuff on credit cards because they're because they love the music so much that they just they just want to keep on playing. So, I mean, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely help out your artist, you know, because they, they need it. So, well, man, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Guys, Appreciate it. If you are interested in uh, buying a custom guitar or having a guitar worked on or uh, set up, even if you just yep. stop by a Brand Guitar Works in Oklahoma City and he'll get you fixed up, y'all. We'll get everything put up on the on the on the socials and the pages <laughs> and the shameless plugs and blah 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 blah. But uh, Jonathan. Uh, if people would like to help us out and keeping this show around, let them know how they can do that. 
Uh, the Local Earshot Podcast, we are a value-for-value value podcast. Uh, what that means is that we work on three tenants. It's time, talent, and treasure. When people listen to the show, they uh, they give up their time. Uh, there's other ways they can join us on social media. Uh, we're doing a lot of reposting right now um, of shows that are coming up and everything to help these artists out. Uh, and then uh, just um, – what do you call it? If you're an artist and you want to be on the show, then uh, you know, hit me up at John at the local earshot.com or Brad on our Instagram page. It's the local earshot. Mm-hmm. And um, and then uh, the third T is treasure. So uh, if you want to donate to the show, you can go over to the local earshot.com. There's a little tab that says donate. If you tap on that, then you'll see a bunch of options. Uh, we take crypto, we take Cash App, we take Venmo. Um, and and if you want to know our, our actual handle on that, then it's uh it's for Cash App, it is um, the dollar sign of the local year shot. So if you want to donate to the show that way, it's the easiest way to get money in our hands. So thank you for listening. All right, guys. We love you all. We'll see you all. Bye-bye.